Good morning, church. You guys are brave. I went outside this morning to start the car, and the driveway was icy, and the car was all full of ice, and the streets was icy. So on Friday morning, I went walking, and I decided that I decided that I was going to walk on the street instead of the sidewalk because the street was less icy than the sidewalk. So we are in some difficult times. And, and I think that's why I left Cleveland, Ohio and went west, California, and then um, Texas to get away from that. But anyway, God is good because he will see us through. Okay, what I want to talk about this morning is eight simple ways to live better. And this is not a condemnation, is, but it is like, I like to be a Barnabas. I like to encourage uh, people in righteousness. And so I was thinking every time I go to ride my bike, mountain biking, like I went last Sunday and I'm always looking at the weather so I'll be able to go next Sunday, not tomorrow. I, I have my phone with me because I record what I'm writing and I put it on a YouTube. But on my phone, I have this little gadget that I keep these globe tracks in. And I give these to the mountain bikers because I know that they're interested in exercise, but it's a bit more than that. So it's eight simple ways to live better. And I've been passing these out on the mountain bike trails since, um, since last spring. And I enjoy, that's my way of witness, and I really enjoy that, and God has blessed me that so far since last spring, only one person has refused to take it. And that's because of, he didn't want to catch the coronavirus um, from me, I guess. But anyway, only one person has refused to take it. And then as I was going through, as I was going through it to prepare for the sermon, I realized that I was doing something beyond what I thought I was doing because the track is full of references to God, as you're going to see, not just about health. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for this time that I can present before your people where you have presented to me because it comes from your word. Help us to do what is right because our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. John 3, 1 to 2. Eight simple ways to live better. Notice that the title does not say, notice what the title does not say. I am not speaking about living a very long life. A lot of Adventists want to live, I myself, want to live till Jesus Christ comes. No matter what happens in the meantime, go through persecution, go through the seven last plagues, whatever. I like to see him come in the clouds of glory. That would be a long life um, because of my age right now. Because uh, that might be a fringe benefit. For example, my mother is 97 years old today. Okay, God bless her. And what I'm presenting to you, she has presented to me uh, through the years. Okay, um, God has been with her. I am not even talking about living forever on this planet. Who will want to do that? Okay. Although living forever will come one day at the second coming as a result of what Christ Jesus has done for us in his life, death, and resurrection, and intercession for us in heaven right now. He's interceding for us right now in heaven. I am speaking about ways to live better in the here and now. 
no matter where you are, no matter what age, no matter what your condition is. These are tips to improve your current life. Living in the joy and mission, not just joy for ourselves, but we have a mission of the Lord. Many with life-threatening diseases have come into a vibrantly healthy life, a testimony to how God's eight simple remedies faithfully implemented can heal and transform life. Now, let's hear a testimony. Sharon, please. Happy Sabbath, those in church and those online. Um, first of all, I just want to say God is good and he needs all the praises and the honor. This testimony is kind of for my family, what we've been through in doing this corona from, from March. You know, a lot of people maybe think because nobody died for me, but yes, personally, I have someone die. My friend, my best friend, best, best friend mom. And we cry together and we pray together, you know. So I feel the pain and this, this, this is real to me, real, real. Because um, my girlfriend in New York, she work at a, she's working dialysis and they brought in someone that, um, the person that brought the person in from the rehab, the person of the corona, and everybody in her department get affected. So when she heard about it, she knew her mom was sickly. You know, her mother had problems. So she do all the precautions. She do what she need to do. She live in New York, so they have the basement. She lives there. So she never should do her ear and she, you know. But when they called her one day and told her that the person that brought the lady in is diagnosed with corona. So she isolated herself. She didn't went upstairs again, nothing. And she, her mother still caught it. And uh, it was really bad for her. She said, imagine her mother was feeling. So her mother passed away, you know, after so many days after. And she was right there because she got better. And her mom, she was there giving her mom CPR. And they called, you know. But she, she passed away. So when she called, I called her. We just crying together. So it's a pain for me. It's not really that's my biological, but she is like that to me. And then my niece also caught it, and she is very asthmatic. Every year, she have, she's living in New York, and every year, she, sometimes she go in a coma, they put her in a coma because it's so bad. So when the corona comes, she got it too. So I feel it, and then <laughs> go to this part. My sister, she work at a rehab, we all know, and um, in May, before my birthday, she do all the precautions we do because I know a lot of stuff to do. Take her vitamin C, take her zinc. You know, I tell her, my sister, Denise, in during this time, don't eat so much meat. I can't stop her from eating meat. I don't eat really meat, but everybody have to decide. Less meat because the inflammation or whatever. So she's doing what she needs to do. I tell her to do her hot and cold showers, three, three minute odd, 30 second cold every day, three consecutive time. She listens, she do stuff, you know, what I told her, and do what she need to do, her breathing and whatever, you know. So one day in May, everybody, the fire department came and do a corona test on everybody at the hospital, at the rehab. And most of them come back positive. She was at home and um, she was getting ready for work and they called her. So she come out the room because I was in the living room. They said I'm positive and we just get, just start. We just do just like what Ezekiah did when he heard that the king that we studied today in the lesson. He didn't, we know God can help him, but we need to do our part. She just, we say, okay, go get your shower, do, and we have a lot of different, something to build our immune system. We call it like a, a flu shot or whatever, you know, what we take. So we make it like a penicillin. So, she, we, you know, I call Sister Paul, good to have people as friends. And uh, Sister Paul called her, said, they said this, that. Sister Paul said, go to the store, buy all the stuff that we need to make what we need to do. She stay in the bedroom, she keep on her mouth, she stay away from me because she know that I don't need to catch this stuff. But even if I catch it, God is merciful and whatever his plan is, we have to just do our part. 
and God will do the rest. Maybe it doesn't work out that we are alive or whatever, but we need to do our part. God will say, okay, because we can't see, the, the big, we can't see far away. God knows why, you know, he sees everything. So she did the things that she needed to do, but people at her job calling her, everybody not having no symptoms, she don't have any symptoms, everybody calling, they call at the job. What's going on? None of us, how many days? Nobody have a symptom or nothing going on. So they call in everyone, and they do back a test, and today nobody have it. Well, that was good, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Then, because uh, the nursing home closed down, nobody come in. Only people want to get out, and they have really like a, a, a all for anybody who go outside, they go there. So they have those people there. My sister, she don't work on that side that have people with corona at all. Nobody, she didn't work. But she signed up to help because they need help there. But she never even go on the all. People in her, where she's staying, where her all that she works, People start having corona because they get in, they open. Now, because everything was, you know, we say everything was dying down. That was in October. And everything was like, you know, so people think then most of the people they have in corona, the patients and the, the workers. So she wasn't feeling good, and I was there the day. Most of the time, if I'm there, she always stay far in the bedroom. I stay outside. And she always put her mask on. I thank God for her for that, because she don't want me to catch anything. So she, she decided, she was, she was like, you know, she have sinus problem from she's a child. So she, I said, yes, sinus, get something for the sinus or whatever. So she doesn't feel, she feel a little weak and, you know. So anyway, she called the job. She was off and she called him. So they said she needed to come in to take a corona test. So she went. And uh, she was off, so she didn't, you know, and she wasn't going to go to work, as she said, she didn't feel well. But, you know, they're going to call you because they need people to work. And people are, you know, they need patients, they have to take care of the patients. So they called her the day and they said, oh, you're supposed to be at work. She said, I'm not feeling well, I can't come in. And she said, I'm waiting on the test. They said, oh, no, you're, you're negative. But I'm sorry, that's me, I'm kind of suspicious. <laughs> Anyway, I just think they need her to come in because maybe put her over the corona side because she already have corona. Why? You can't go work with corona people. I said to her, Denise, you know, I don't trust this. I'm sorry, God, forgive me. I don't trust them, God. So please get up and go to care one and let them check you. And she listened. Although she's older than me, but anyway, we like that. And she went and they take her test. They said she have an upper respiratory problem. You know, she, you know, stuff like that. So I said, maybe it's not corona, you know, a sign was draining. So like, they said they're gonna call her in two days. So I think four days they call and said she's positive. So I wasn't there that time. I wasn't there. So, but when we heard, we, I still get the stuff that I went to the store, buy your stuff, put on the door. Denise, they need to do your breathing. You know, cause that's what you do. You get a bucket of hot water, you put eucalyptus oil, any kind of scent, it's not a lot. Put over your head and you deep breathing to make your lungs, because that's the problem to your heart and your lungs. And your kidney, it affects those areas. So I told her, get a hot towel, wet, wet the towel, put it in the, in, the, in, the, in the microwave, put it around your lungs here. So you can breathe, breathe, get up and move. Don't eat no meat, eat every, drink everything hot. Do you zinc, do you whatever. Just buy the stuff, put on the door. And she didn't, a matter of fact, I praise God because she was doing all the stuff before. It didn't affect her that way. I know her tasting was a little, but she didn't have that kind of, they gave her uh, antibiotic for the upper respiratory, but she was not. She had fever one night, and then the next morning it's gone, then the other night. My older sister in Jamaica told her to do something. A lot of people are not going to do it anyway. But told her to do it, and then no more fever. The fever completely gone. There's a stuff we call in Jamaica, have alcohol in there. They call it Guinness. It's like a tonic in a way, but they have alcohol. So you boil it with salt and drink it. That day, the fever gone. I'm not telling people to do it because alcohol. I'm just telling you what she did. Anyway, <laughs> you know... God is so good, so these things that happened to her, and uh, I'm there, I'm just looking on God, and I said, God, no matter what, 
you take care of us. We need to just do our part. And sometimes we don't want to. We love to eat stuff that we want to do and we don't want to. We have to take care of our immune system. If we don't, if we don't, some things will happen. But sometimes even if we do, God knows why he made this thing come upon us for a reason. Then my friend Vanessa, we heard about her. She wasn't feeling well either, and she, uh, she was really, you know, she didn't know she had it. Then she did take her, then she went, and she told me, Sharon, the same thing that you're talking about, they're giving her everything out to drink at the hospital. They're giving her vegetable, raw and cooked vegetable. She don't get no meat. She said that's what they gave her, and they give her zinc and vitamin C. So we have to take care of ourselves, do our part. So I'm just saying God is merciful and he's just, and uh, we don't know the outcome of anything. Any of us can have it, but at least we're going to be ready and we get ourselves, you know, the proper treatment that we need and let us take care of it. And I'm, my heart is go out for people that have this corona. But before I say that, then my other brother, my older brother in Philadelphia, when then he's, fin when then he's finished with us, then he got it in Philadelphia, and I said, Lord, anyway, and uh, he was really, he, has, um, he got a kidney transplant, and it was, it was failing, so they have to take him in to keep him, and he, then he said, I, we called him, and we were talking to him, and he, the way he sounded, I said, uh-uh, we have to stop, I said, no, we have to pray, we have to intercede now, he was so, if he was continued that way, he would have maybe died, so we have to stop and ask God to intervene. And when we finished praying, both of us prayed, Dennis and myself. And then when we finished praying, you can see spirit lift, you know, and stuff like that. It's not easy when people have corona because they're isolated and they feel alone. They think they're going to die. When they can't breathe, it's not easy, you know, and stuff like that. I don't have the corona, but I have problems with my lungs. They cut some part of my lungs. So I, before I, you know, after breathing stuff, and it's really hard breathing stuff. But thank God he's God and he's merciful. And I just want to encourage people, do your part. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Simple thing. If we caught it, God can help us. We just have to push on. And as my niece said to me the other day to tell Vanessa, God is greater than Corona. And he can do all things. So I'm just encouraging us, encourage all of us to let's do our part like Ezekiah. He cut off the water supply, sent it another way. He get the soldiers ready. He pray with the telling people to pray. And he asked the prophet. We need to do our part. God will do the rest. You know, so I just thank Brother Rodney to let me share this. Although it's not, my, my, it's not happened to me, but it's, it's happened to me in a sense because it's my family and people that I love. And then I have people, another, another guy that I grew up with, he died and his wife when it just started. So it's really home to me. I, it's really, really home to me. So thank you for listening to me. I hope I, I bless you guys with this testimony. God bless. Thank you, Sharon. Really uh, appreciate that um, live testimony there. Some of us cannot make a healthy headway through this present life because we do not yet trust God's word and we are not firm on his prophets. Prophets are mouthpieces for God. They are God's voice to his people. This is true as far back as Noah as well as Martin H. and Ellen G. White. Prophets just told the people what God wanted the people to know, which always was for their benefit. What God wants us to know nowadays is that health is very beneficial to his remnant people. God has a special message for us, for ourselves, and to give to the world. And if we are in poor health, it defeats the entire purpose. Do you know that God wants to restore your health even if you think you're healthy, we're not as healthy as we can be. And God wants to restore that. So let's look at Exodus 15, 26, right there. Okay.
if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord, okay, the voice of your Lord, this is, by, by the way, you guys know that Exodus is written by Moses, okay, prophet of God. So saying, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I would not put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So no matter, I like the, um, the testimony part about her, her older brother, uh, Sharon and Decent's older brother, not talking right, something's wrong there. They're not in New York or Philadelphia, right? They're not there. They can't, you know, help him physically. But you can go to God in prayer for people that are sick, that are ill, that do not have the, their health, and God will come through because I am the Lord who heals you. God is the one who heals, and today I want to bring to you, bring to your attention eight ways that he does that healing. In one of the last letters to his dear friend, Apostle John greets Gaius with our text, with the text, beloved, I pray that you may prosper and in all things be in health, just as your soul prospers. That's a greeting to a friend, a letter and a friend, that you would be in health. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, we too live in a year inside of a pandemic, can apply this message to us today, and that is a prayer for things to go well in every aspect of our life, in every aspect of our whole life. So God's remedies are simple. Inexpensive. Available to every person on this planet and are designed to restore the physical, the mental and the spiritual health. If it were such a way that. I love my God. Let me just stop and just praise him and exalt him. Because if things were left up to humans, you would have to pay a tremendous amount of money to get health. Think about your health insurance or a lack of health insurance. Okay. But God has given it to Everybody, whether you're poor, rich, tall, black, white, short, woman, male, okay, child, God has given it all to us. So, um, for example, there's a potion that I use, and I got it from, matter of fact, there was a medical missionary that came to our church just before we, had, we went into the shutdown. I think it was around December, January of last year. And pastor was asking the elders, did anybody want to help her give um, Bible studies? And she was in a, a, a retirement village like uh, in Garland. And so I volunteered and I went. And the first uh, session that we had, she and her uh, fellow missionary, medical missionary, they brought out this, I call a potion, the solution, this drink, okay, and it was this little taste, and also she had the recipe for it. And I jumped on that, and we've been using it for a year. Like, I give it to Sandra, Shelly, and myself, just in a, a little uh, cup, uh, every Sabbath morning. First, we were taking it every day um, for like a month. And then we eliminated that in just once a week. But this is what it's made from. It's called Nature's Immune Booster. Good for colds and flu-like symptoms. Okay, not just the flu, but flu-like symptoms. So you take half a bulb of a peeled garlic. Okay. Now... If you're used to when you get a cold and you get the flu, you run to the, the pharmacy and you get over-the-counter medicine, okay, doesn't taste really bad because it's full of sugar. This here 
you're going to cringe. You're going to cringe when you drink it down. I guarantee you. Okay. Half a bulb of peeled garlic, two teaspoons of ginger, two tablespoons of honey, that's raw, unfiltered honey, four cups of water, and then one cup of fresh pineapple. Now, it seemed like it would be sweet with the honey and the pineapple, but I guarantee you the main ingredient there, that garlic, <laughs> is going to do it in. Okay, and then one half teaspoon of cayenne pepper. And they suggest that the cayenne pepper is the 9,000 heat unit cayenne pepper. Now, there's a, another recipe that I got from my mom that I like to use. And we put lemon and uh, red onion, chop up red onion, and blend that up, okay? And that is real nice, okay? So you blend all ingredients into liquid and then you store it in a glass jar. So I bought myself, I got like a four set of um, ball jars with the nice tight lid on it. And when I get this out of the blender, I pour it into the jars and set it in the refrigerator uh, for us to drink. And you drink one ounce or 30 millimeters until symptoms are resolved. So um, for our, this is for your health, this potion. So. It is not an expensive medicine from the pharmacy. I did not get it from an expensive copay doctor's office visit. I got it from an Adventist medical missionary. It's all natural and it's uh, the immune booster. All right. So remedy number one beyond the booster is nutrition. <clears throat> you literally are what you eat. To build healthy cells and in turn healthy organs and body systems, you must choose to eat wisely. In order to fuel our bodies correctly, we need to return to God's original plan for humanity. On a principle of health, we refer to Genesis 1.29. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. In 1890, Ellen White wrote, God has furnished man with abundant means for the gratification of unperverted appetite. He has spread before him the products of the earth, a bountiful variety of food that is palatable, to the taste and nutritious to the system. Of these, our benevolent Heavenly Father says, we may eat freely fruits, grains, and vegetables prepared in a simple way, okay? Uh, this is the most healthful diet. They impart nourishment to the body and give a power of endurance and vigor of intellect that are not produced by a stimulating diet. The Lord intends to bring his people back to live upon simple fruits, vegetables, and grains. Prophet Eli, uh, Ellen G. White. Sharon mentioned that to help with the coronavirus, we need to refrain from eating meat. And I know that even for some of us Adventists, it is difficult. Five o'clock in the morning, by 5.15, something like that, I go walking every morning before work. And Thursday morning and Friday morning, I passed by these house and I said, hmm, no, Friday, Thursday morning I passed by house and said, hmm, they're up preparing for the day. How did I know that? No lights was on, but I smelled the bacons and the eggs and the bisque being cooked for breakfast. And it affected me. I said, hmm, that smells good, but I know it's dangerous, okay? And then Friday morning I passed by uh, in our neighborhood now, we have a gas station. It's open 24 hours, and they have a uh, breakfast place in there also. Uh, and a lot of people like to congregate in there, especially sanitation workers, for breakfast. But anyway, they were cooking like the same breakfast, and that smell just affected me. Mmm, that smells good, <laughs> but it's dangerous. Okay, this is what God wants us to eat. So my suggestions will be in the bullet points of the asterisks there. Eat plenty of fruits, vegetables, legumes, grains, nuts, and seeds. Eliminate animal products and processed foods. Now, there's Adventists, like in my family, 
we don't eat meat any longer, but it still affects us. Okay, Sanders likes the smell of it, and I like the smell of it too. Because our, our flesh, our human nature is battling us, right? But there's a habit of buying processed food, okay? Anything that's packaged in a box or in a wrapper or whatever, okay, uh, it's processed food. And I have to be very aware of that because I haven't been able to get rid of um, my hypertension. And so I'm on medication for that and also natural remedies for that. But I have to be careful about if I buy something that's packaged already, I have to carefully read the label. And I have an app on my phone that I can put the barcode on it and it would tell me the ingredients, okay, beyond healthy ingredients that's in that, in that package. And so I have to be very careful for the, with that, okay? Um, remedy number two, oh, uh, eat regularly, for, uh, eat regular t at regular times. It should be four to five hours apart. Now, with my hypertension, I noticed that my mother told me this. Remember, my mother's birthday is today, she's 97. So she told me, um, you probably should stop eating so close to going to bed. And that has been a problem for 39 years. But I'm determined, and I notice that when I, don't, when I do that, when I don't eat that late meal, that my blood pressure the next day is normalizing itself. So eat at regular times. Don't snack between meals. That is hard for Americans. We have so much to eat, we want to get it in, <laughs> okay, that to get it in, we have to, you know, have a meal and then eat between that meal and then have the next meal and then eat between that meal and then have the next meal. Okay, not snacks. Now, I know that it's difficult for a lot of people that have the sedentary uh, work life, um, sitting at a desk, and, and this desk drawer has, you know, some chocolate in it, this has some, some cracker snacks in it, and this one over here, you know, and uh, I think it has to do with boredom. We feed ourselves when we're bored, and most of the jobs are kind of bored, uh, boring, anyway. <laughs> All right, remedy number two. Exercise. Oh, I so get on Adventist uh, about this. We're too busy for the Lord. This is personal, my personal opinion. We're too busy for the Lord doing his work constantly, 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 and we neglect exercise. We do all the other seven, but neglect the exercise. It's like the, um, the Sunday worshipers. They worship God. They follow all the nine commandments, but that fourth one, they won't keep. Okay, exercise increases our physical strength and endurance and also improves our mental performance by increasing oxygenation to the brain to increase our sense of well-being. So what does Genesis 2.15 says? Even in paradise, there was exercise for humans. Then Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And if you ever done a garden before, I mean, even like a little small, small plot in the summertime, gardening is not, you know, easy work. It takes physical exertion, it takes physical, um, you know, power and strength to get that garden going. Okay, so God wanted man uh, to exercise. So try walking is one of the best and safest exercise. Our Lord Jesus Christ walked everywhere. Follow his example. All his other examples, why not uh, exercise? Remedy number three, water. Water is a lubricant that makes everything work. Dehydration leaves your blood concentrated and sticky resulting in headaches, fatigue, stomach pain, and slow metabolism, okay? And, and right there, if, for example, when my students were in the building physically, 
and they came up with the headache excuse to go to the bathroom or to go wander the halls or wherever they would go just to get out of class because it was boring to them. Um, at that age, anything is boring except, you know, video games, and then some video games are boring to them. Um, I would tell them, go to the, go to the exit door, okay, and follow my, my, um, my advice precisely. Go to the exit door, okay, open it, and breathe in deeply 10 times, okay? Come back in, go to the water fountain, and drink yourself Okay, a big draught of water. Just chuck it down and then come back to, to class and get to work. Okay, so uh, adequate water reduces the risk of some cancers, eases joint pain and back pain, speeds up metabolism and reduces digestive problems. God provided us with water to keep our bodies functioning properly. Genesis 2.10, now a river Okay, went out of Eden to water to garden. And from there it parted and became four river heads. So God gave man water from the river. Ellen G. White warned, never take tea, coffee, beer, wine, or any spirituous liquors. Water is the best liquid possible to cleanse the tissues. This is from the Review and Herald. Um, July 29th. She continues, in health and in sickness, pure water is one of the heaven's choicest blessings. Its proper use promotes health. It is a beverage which God provided to quench the thirst of animals and man. Drink or drunk freely, it helps to supply the necessities of the system and assists with nature to resist disease. This is the Ministry of Healing, page 237. Now, I listen to Adventist, no, 3ABN, and they have a music channel. That's part of my devotion in the morning when I'm preparing for the day. And I like to have little uh, clips on there of, like, uh, spiritual advice. And they have one for children. And there's always these two boys. They're, they're, you know, like in school, they're after school, they're in the playground, they're at a swimming pool and different like that. And they always bring out a health message in there. And one, the guy was telling uh, his friend uh, after school, oh, where are you going? He says, well, I'm going over to, to the store. Uh, you know, I like to go to the store after school. He says, um, you're going to buy a candy bar and a soda again? He says, yeah, that's my snack. You know I like candy bars and soda. He says, no, water is the best for you, okay? And if we can teach that to our children when they're young, okay, it's going to become a, a life habit and be better for them uh, in life. So drink six to eight glasses of water a day. Uh, you should start with your first two glasses in the morning upon rising. As soon as you wake up, uh, go ahead and drink two glasses of water. Get your, uh, keep a bottle of water with you or wherever you go, okay? So um, my family, we, we have our different water things that we take to work with us and we use that um, throughout the day. So um, water is very necessary. Okay, next. Sunshine, remedy number four, sunshine. So in Genesis 1, 14 to 18, we have, then God said, let there be light. Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be signs for seasons, for days and for years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. Now, if God made it, um, is it bad? 
After 6,000 years of sin, is it bad? There's a lot of people that think that if you go out into the sun, you're going to get cancer. Cancer of the skin and, and various cancers like that. I believe that if God made it, it's still good and it's beneficial for us. Now, we had a health seminar here one day, uh, one years ago, not one day, but years ago. Um, as Pastor Kim brought this, this pastor who was also a doctor, and he talked about that most people that get skin cancer is because of what they eat, not because of the sun, okay? What they eat is, is being is colliding with the sun, and that's what's making it bad. Because look what it says. This is God speaking, okay, through Moses, and it was good. So for optimal physical and mental health, you need time outside in the sunshine to decrease stress, improve mental performance, boost energy, strengthen immunity, prevent disease, and improve sleep. The gift of sunshine was given by God to enhance our lives. So my, uh, the solutions or the remedies. Okay, oops. 10 to 20 minutes in the sunshine each day. Now, it doesn't have to be direct sun. Like, for example, today it's cloudy, but still get outside. The sun, that, the amount of sun that we need will filter through um, for us. In your house, open the curtains and the doors and let the sun shine into your life. Now, I know that technology defeats us in church sometimes because when I come in here, I have taken it my duty as when I was a deacon way before when the when this sanctuary was first here and over in the fellowship hall when that was our church, I took it as my duty. They elected me as, as a deacon. Okay, it's my duty to let the sunlight in. As an elder, I still do that. So when I come into church and these blinds are closed, you will notice that I will open them up. Okay, but a lot of people come by and reclose them because we can't see the, the screen, right? Because of technology. But notice something, okay? Trial and error, experiment. So look, I have the blinds open this morning and I see this presentation very clearly. Okay, so uh, media room. All right, <laughs> let's just continue. Um, sunshine. And that picture, I, I did deliberately put that picture there because I have gone to a, a particular island and people with that skin color don't like the sun. Some of them. Okay. Um, and I don't know why. Because sun is good for it. And I love to be in the tropics, love to be in the island, on the beach, the sand, the sun, the surf. And it's just, it just feels so nice. But no matter what skin tone you have, sun is good for you. Okay? Beneficial for you. All right, next. Temperance. Remedy five, temperance. temperance. Alcohol, caffeine, Nicotine, poison to the body, resulting in many diseases and disability. A temperate person completely avoids the things that are harmful. All right, check this out. A temperate person completely avoids the things that are harmful and uses the things that are good in moderation, in a balanced way. Overwork and inadequate sleep tend to anxiety and depression. So do you think that God wants you working for him 24 hours a day without any rest? Okay. If you do that, you're not being temperate. Okay. Overwork and inadequate sleep lead to anxiety and depression. Ever since creation, God has encouraged humans 
to make good choices. What did he say in Genesis 2.16? And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Man had a choice. And we were discussing in Sabbath school this morning that um, someone mentioned that Adam didn't want to confront, I mean, Satan didn't want to confront Adam, but he was waiting to get Eve at the tree. And I was wondering this week how long he waited at the tree of knowledge of good and evil for her to come by. The Bible doesn't mention that. We don't know. But it wasn't as soon as she woke up from creation that she you know, dashed to the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. It might have been a while. But notice how patient Satan is. And if he doesn't get you on one thing, he's patiently waiting to get you on something else. So we have to stay within the, the protection of our Lord and Savior. So the remedies are be mindful of what you eat and how much you eat, even of the good things. Be mindful of how much you eat. Choose to eliminate substances that poison your body. Balance work, family, and rest. Remedy number six, air. Every breath is life-given oxygen. And I like how our elder, uh, Williams, um, several times he has come up on the platform and he says, um, are you thankful? Okay, can you praise God for something? Are you breathing today? <laughs> and that's like a rhetorical question, but it's to get you to think. If you're not breathing, you're dead. Okay, and this coronavirus has really proven to us um, that air is free flowing until you do something to harm your lungs. Then you have to pay for it. And I remember my sister. Okay, never forget my sister smoked most of her life. And I wanted, I emulated her. I wanted to copy her when she was a teenager because it seemed to be so cool to smoke cigarettes. Not knowing, okay, stupid me, dumb teenager, okay, just going for the, the coolness of it, not knowing that what it was going to do to me. And I thank God that he sent a coach in high school when I was in 12th grade, no, 11th grade, to stop me from that because I was more into the sports than really trying to be cool. I, was, I wasn't hooked on cigarettes yet. I was just trying to be cool, okay? Uh, and he saw me light up a cigarette after um, school one day. And the next day he told me, you know, if you want to be on this track team, I don't ever want to see you light up a cigarette again, a smoke. And that was the end of it. Never smoked a cigarette since. But my sister, my poor sister, and her last days were horrible. She had to buy her oxygen, and that wasn't even enough coming down to the last. Can you imagine having oxygen on oxygen mask coming into your body and you still can't breathe? Okay. So air is free-flowing. Oxygen is dissolved in your blood and travels through your body, facilitating many reactions essential to keeping your body healthy. Plenty of fresh air is vital for every physical and mental health, helping the body to resist disease. God created life-giving fresh air before he created humans. So improve your lungs by learning to breathe deeply. Every time I go walking in the morning, prior to coming in the house, I do a deep breathing exercise, okay? And we don't get that enough, okay? It is in, inhaling until you can't hold any more. Your lungs are going up in your body, and then exhaling until you get that last bit of breath oxygen out. And I do that for about maybe five minutes, okay? And it helps. So flood your body with oxygen. And the best way to do that is with exercise. So when you go walking, just don't lagly, 
lollygag along walking, but go through deep breathing exercises. Here's another one, okay? Open your windows in your house. You ever been into a stuffy house? Okay, the, the windows are closed, the curtains are drawn. Okay, there's no light coming in there, no fresh air coming in there. The fresh air is outside. The fresh air is outside. It's not inside your house unless you open up the windows. Remedy number seven, rest. Adequate rest helps to build the immune system. Inadequate rest has been linked to obesity, heart disease, cancer, anxiety, and depression. Losing three hours of sleep can impair the immune function by half, 50%. God not only created humans with the need to rest, but also encouraged us to rest one entire day a week for optimal health. And I knew I would get you guys with that picture right there, right? Go ahead, say, oh. <laughs> okay, if we can rest like a baby, totally trusting in their parents, totally trusting in our Father, God, okay, what a blessing that will be for us. Okay, so go to bed at a regular time. Attempt to sleep seven to eight hours into 24 hours and take time to slow down and change your pace. Keeping Sabbath holy will aid in this endeavor. Remedy number eight, our last one, trust in God. Modern medicine has shown that humans who trust in God have better physical and mental health, have lower death rates, stronger immune systems, and recover more quickly from health issues. God has given each of us a measure of faith according to Romans 12, 3. That says up there. For I say, through the grace given to me, okay, Paul is talking, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And encourages us, to trust him wholeheartedly. He promised that he would take care of us and that trusting in him will result in good health. Look at what we just studied in the lesson. Comparison between King Ahaz, okay, and his son Hezekiah, okay? If Ahaz had trusted in God, if he had repented, come to God, okay, God would have taken care of the Assyrians long before he had to take care of them with uh, Hezekiah, as he did with Hezekiah. Trust in God. Imagine one, oh, excuse me, one angel destroyed the entire Assyrian army. One angel. God has our back. We can trust him. What does Proverbs 3, 5 to 8 says? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Lean not on your own understanding. Okay, you lean on your own understanding. That's not the way to go. I'm here to tell you from my experience. Okay. Um, just the experience of 39 years ago, 40 years ago. Okay, the, the ladies that I was looking at at Oakwood College. If I had gone with this one, I probably would be divorced by now. If I had gone with that one, I would be divorced by now. Forty years later, the one that God chose for me, I wasn't really looking at, okay, we're still together. Okay, trust in your own ways, okay? We're human. We're just mere humans. What do we have? Right, we don't even have the 6,000 years. Most of us don't even have the 70 years compared to 6,000 years this world has been um, here. Okay, compare that to all eternity. 
That's God, the all-powerful, all-knowing, okay, omnipresent God. We're no match, so we have to trust in him, okay? And all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones if we trust in the Lord. God promises to help us on our journey to better health. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, give your worries and fears to God. Okay, we were relating in Sabbath school this morning how Hezekiah did that. He laid out the letter from the evil Assyrians, okay, before the Lord. Okay, it works even now. When we had a Bible study uh, a few years back, I remember that Winona, okay, mentioned that, that she did that one day with her problems. A letter laid it before the Lord, okay, got on her knees, laid it before the Lord. He worked it out for her. Take time to read your Bible, okay, and to pray. You are talking to the Lord. You're talking to God. When you open your Bible, he's talking to you. When you pray, you're conversing back with him. Seek to spend time fellowshipping with other believers, okay? Um, <laughs> uh, so last night, I used to be, I, when Facebook first came out, I said, let me try this, because I really admire, I teach computer science and programming, and so I admire, admire those kind of minds that can come up with that type of technology, and I always tell my students, I says, look, you guys don't know, but in 1919, they went through a flu pandemic, and those kids lost a year of education. You guys are not losing a year of education now because of the technology. Thank God for the computer scientists and the technologists, right? So um, that, that is a, a wonderful thing that, that we have. So with the technology and with the, you know, the way it, it, it comes to us today, we can do wonderful things, like this is being broadcast. I had my, uh, my radio program this morning, and so they've kind of heard this already, but um, not the part about the testimony. I wanted to save that for, for church time, and we thank Sharon again for that. So those that are tuning in from wherever they are in the world, they got that testimony, okay? So we need to fellowship with other believers. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing online. Don't go to the Facebooks and get all the, um, all the garbage, all the rubbish that's on there. So when Facebook first came out, I said, let me get on it because I admired Mark Zuckerberg and what he did. And then I only did it with my relatives. But my cousin was on there. And oh my goodness, the trash and rubbish that he would, you know, post on there, and eventually I had to unfriend him. So last night, my, my daughter was telling me, oh, you know Raul is, is uh, face, or he's on Facebook with your cousin? I says, which cousin? Um, she says, I don't know, but your cousin. I was trying to think. Oh, Michael. And she says, listen to what Michael says. No, don't, don't read that to me, because I don't want to, this is Sabbath, I don't want to get into that, because it's just a bunch of junk. So the president is being tried for the second time uh, in the Senate this week, started Tuesday, and you, you guys might not realize why he's being tried, okay, for inciting that riot at the Capitol, and all of that came because of the lies, the half-truths, the fabrications, the delusions that he put out on these social medias. So don't be socializing, fellowshipping with that garbage, okay? Fellowship with fellow believers. This is going to help. Choose simple steps to implement even today. Don't wait, oh, I'm gonna do it tomorrow, I'm gonna start tomorrow, I'm gonna start Monday on the way to work, no, okay? Do it now. Pray to God that he can help you bring that up uh, even now. So in the Bible, God tells us of his love and how obedience to his laws and principles show that we love him also. 
Above all, God's love was shown in sending his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins. So choose Christ today and begin a new life, both physically and spiritually. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for every day is a new life, another chance that you have given us, not just to work and make money, not just to uh, socialize with our friends and our family and our relatives and our neighbors, but a new chance to improve our lives in this mission that we have to spread the good news that your son is coming again to the whole world. We ask that you will help us to stay healthy Help us to purpose in our heart like Daniel did, that we will not defile our bodies with the king's meat and drink. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.